This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Well, I get one. I get. I, I basically guess that you just you get what you deserve in that situation. It was unfortunate for Canty, but you reap what you sow. That's basically what it boils down to. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Watching LeBron break the record last night, I could really only think about what this guy has done throughout his career. And you and I had the discussion yesterday about the idea that even if he breaks the record, it doesn't change how we view him. It doesn't change his ultimate place in NBA history. He's in the room with Michael Jordan, and it's the two of them, and that's it. And you can go back and forth on who you believe is the greatest of all time. It's always a great debate. But the one thing I would say is in considering everything that LeBron has achieved here, Canty. The microscope under which he has done it since he basically was 12 or 13 years old has just been amazing. And it is not often, I would say there's probably four athletes ever that came into their professional career with a ridiculous expectation on what they were going to be. Mm. And have lived up to it, if not surpassed it. It's Tiger yeah. Woods, it's Wayne Gretzky, it's LeBron, it's Kareem. Just think about this for context, Carlin. We're sitting here debating whether or not it's realistic to compare Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady because Tom Brady has seven championships and went to ten Super Bowls. And Pat Mahomes has already gone to his third Super Bowl in the past four years and won one. We're talking about LeBron James at 18 years old being compared to Michael Jordan. Think about how, how, how ridiculous that is, how outlandish it is, how, how much pressure would be involved in that type of comparison. This guy was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and the title or the headline was The Chosen One. Carlin, they called him King James in high school. And he lived up to all of it from being the number one pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers and backing up the decision with multiple championships in Miami and going out to the Lakers and delivering on a championship, although it was in the bubble in a COVID year. Carlin, there, there isn't any aspect of LeBron James' career where you, you could say that he didn't live up to the hype in just the way that he was able to work and improve Throughout the course of his 20 years in the NBA, LeBron wasn't a great jump shooter when he came into the league, Carlin. I mean, LeBron James' rookie year, I think he was shooting 30% uh, from the field when it came to jump shots. Mm-hmm. That, think about where he is now with that aspect of his game, how much he's improved as a player. That is a testament to the sports character of the individual. Putting in the work, taking care of his body, being disciplined, prioritizing being the best basketball player that he could be, and Carlin, being available more often than not. In an era of load management, this dude was always out there. So I just think with all of those respective things, you have to at least include LeBron in the GOAT conversation. Even if you land on Jordan still being a dude, the longevity that LeBron James has been able to dominate the sport 
has him in that conversation. He's in that rare air. Look, when you can do everything that he has done with the additional pressure of all of those expectations from day one, and you can exceed it, you can go well beyond, I think, what anybody would have expected. Yeah. That's absurd. That I mean, the listen, I can argue the Tiger didn't do that. Tiger didn't win the most majors all time, and he undid himself in the middle of it. Mm. Gretzky absolutely did it. Kareem absolutely did it. They didn't do it in the same time. There was a lot of attention on them, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There wasn't this microscope. No. There, there was not this, that this guy has done. And look, I, I can't speak to Kareem during the majority of his career, just the tail end. Uh, I can speak to Gretzky, who is never criticized. I don't know how much Kareem was criticized outside of whatever his uh, social and political views and, and being outspoken about that. Oh, he was criticized quite a bit early on with the Lakers. There was yeah, some criticism. As a Kareem. player. As yes. a player, yeah. I, I'm talking about LeBron has been a polarizing figure in the league for such a long time, and it's absurd that that's been the case. And yet none of it has seemingly affected him. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here. But here's the thing. Let's put a pin in that. The reason why he was polarizing is not because of anything that he did on the court. The reason why he was polarizing is because he was always compared to Michael Jordan. He wasn't compared to any of his contemporaries because, quite frankly, Carlin, no one lived up. Maybe there was a moment in there with Kobe in his, you know, at the end of his prime and LeBron ascending as a young and up-and-comer, but there, there really was no comparing LeBron to anybody else that was in the league. So the criticism or why he was so polarizing was because everybody was saying that LeBron could never be Michael Jordan. And, Carlin, this is a conversation that happened over a decade ago. It started over a decade ago. We've been talking about this since the late 2000s. Think about that. Like, that, that, that is where it was going. People acknowledge that this dude is so good, we can't compare him to anybody else that's currently in the NBA because there's no comparison. We got to compare him to the greatest of all time, which is Michael Jordan who was the guy he's always been compared to since he was in high school. LeBron was... Uh, It's just incredible. LeBron was an all-time great 10 years ago. (laughs) Think about that. Let that that soak in. 10 years ago, he was already an all-time great. Carlin, he had a stretch where he went to nine finals over 10 years. Think about nine finals over 10 years? And, and he beat an historically great team in the midst of that run. That 2016 championship in Cleveland where they beat the Golden State Warriors, a 73-win team, the team that set the best regular season record in NBA history, he beat them in the NBA Finals after starting that series going down 3-1. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Does anybody ever break this record? I think it's unbreakable. It's out there. It, it's out there, Carl. I don't I – don't, Who's doing it? I, I mean, mean LeBron, no. Who's going to play enough? Who's who, LeBron? Twenty years, like twenty as a rookie. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't a bum. <laughs> he was no, pretty no, damn no, good no, right no. away. But that's what I'm saying. He he averaged twenty one points as a rookie. 
Well, I don't know that you're going to get a kid off the yellow bus averaging 21 points in the league. One of the guys that <laughs> one of your Laker heroes believes that this record will fall. Here's James Worthy on 710 ESPN LA. I said, and so did Chick Hearn, said that no one would break Kareem's record. I do think there'll be somebody that'll get it. Maybe this kid from France that everyone's talking about. Yeah, yeah. win Miami. Uh, but I think with the way the game is speeding up and the three-point play, it's it's probably bound to happen. But it's going to be a long time, and it's going to be really hard to do because LeBron's not he's not done yet. I mean, he's going to pile on. I remember when Kareem broke the record in '84; he piled on five, six more years. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to, to, to if anybody breaks this one, they're going to have to be extraordinary. All right, well, let's not throw Victor Webin well, 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 out there yeah, yet. Well, Carlin, <laughs> does Luka have a chance? I mean, he came into the league at 19, averaged 21 points a game as a rookie. He's averaging 33 points a game in his fifth year in the NBA. Does Luka Doncic have a chance to do it? No. Wow. You know, not even Luka. Why? You know why? Why? Because eventually here, the fact that Luka's not in amazing shape is going to catch up with him. Well, he's in much better shape than he has been in the previous four years. He's, much he's better? In, he's in much I'd say a little shape. better. No, he's oh. in much better shape this year than he has Listen, been. Listen, I can spot a fat guy with the best of them, okay? He's, wow. He's got, he's got that why, gut why, out why, there. Why are, you, why are you body shaming Luka Doncic? I'm not body shaming. I'm you are body shaming. You Listen, of all people are body shaming. No, I'm, I'm just... Stating fact more than anything else. No, no. Everybody everybody can see that you're body shaming. Maybe you can't because you got to wear glasses now, but everybody (laughs) sees that you're body shaming. Stop body shaming Luka. But I'm just saying, Luke, it would have to be a phenom like what we're seeing from Luka Doncic. Coming to the NBA, already a grown man, already having played against professional players. You're you're a teenager still, and you play until you're 40, you're, you're early 40s. Like, it would have to be something along those lines, to even give yourself a shot at doing it. And the only reason I brought up Luka is just because of how good of a scorer he is. Oh, yeah, he's an amazing scorer. Yeah, like like it's going to take somebody of like th- that has that ability, that career trajectory, and, and staying healthy for that long in order to pull this off. Listen, it's nearly unbreakable. It, it, it's nearly unbreakable. It absolutely is. And yeah. Luka right now averages... 27 for his career. I'm looking for the total points that he's got so far. Mm. And uh, I don't have it in front of me. I can't. For some reason, it's not readily available on basketball reference. But talk to me when you get to 30,000. Damn. Get to talk <laughs> but that's, to but that's true, right? I mean, yeah. you get the LeBron was the fastest to 10,000. Yeah. yeah. You have to get yeah. in the zip code before we can legit talk about it. Yeah, and he's true. not in the zip code yet. And granted, He's amazing. He's young. He might be. Talk to me when I see him at 32, and he is still in great shape, still putting up ridiculous numbers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, I don't see it. Uh, I don't I don't see it going uh, anywhere near that anytime soon. And by the way, you know, Luca's missing games left and right with his heel right now. So, listen, and all I can say is... So, right now, Luka Doncic has... 8,531 points. So 8,531 points. He's only 28,000 short. (laughs) 29,000 short. Yeah. Tell you what. He's he's what? He's 24 right now? Yeah. He's 24 years old. Come see me in uh, 2033. Luca is 20. Luca is, yeah, he'll be 24 in February, February 28th. 
Come yeah, see you're me. Not buying it. You're not buying. Come, come see me in ten <laughs> years. Not buying a Luca. <laughs> come see me in ten years, and we'll, okay, we'll find uh, out if we can even have. What the about discussion. what about what about Jason Tatum? He's 24 years old. Will be 25 no. in March. Tatum right now has 9,218 points. I'm not going to put anybody in that category until they get into the upper 20s. Carlin, we're just, we got to entertain the fact, if, if we're going to talk about the possibility of But that's my point about this record, in. Chris. That's my point yeah. about this record. I don't entertain it. When it comes to the all-time scoring record, when these guys are so far away, I can't entertain it. You can speculate that they may get there down the line. That's great. That, to me, is like saying that Mahomes is going to be Brady. And win as much as Brady. No, we're not there. We're not in the ballpark yet. He's done some great things, but we're not in the ballpark yet. Give it a little time before you start to invoke those names. Mm. That's okay. what level the you talk about putting respect on somebody's name. It's not respect. It's putting those names where they belong, and that is on the mantle alone. Alone. Okay. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. The Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. We're really just on Kevin Durant watch now, right? Attempting to win a title with the Nets. You have to show him that you are trying to improve the roster and for the health of the franchise. I think they're in a better place now. Look, Kyrie's gone. Canty, and he's feeling like he was completely disrespected in Brooklyn, which I, 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 that's just one of those things I just can't, right? How was he disrespected in Brooklyn? He I disrespected no himself, Carlin. Yeah, Canty, what are we I, talking about? I, he, he talks about, listen to what Kyrie had to say. Just take a listen. In the seat today, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or, or, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Uh, there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent uh, were extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. I don't care about how hard you work because most of the time you haven't been showing up for work. Yeah, Come on. That's the part where he's got to miss me. The organization pretty much did whatever Kai and KD wanted for the first three years. And then they tried to draw a line in the sand because Kyrie abused the latitude that the Brooklyn Nets gave him. Carlin, I don't know how you go missing for weeks and nobody within the organization, not players, not coaches, not front office executives, have heard from you and know where you're at. Nobody knows. You don't. You just don't show up. And then there are images, pictures of you out at a nightclub celebrating your sister's birthday. There's, uh, you know, pictures show up of you on a, Zoom. on a Zoom for a political candidate in, in New York City. I, I just, I, how do you prioritize all of those things over what you get paid tens of millions of dollars to do? Like that, that, that part to me is just egregious. And then, Carlin, we also got to talk about this. Like you made a personal decision. You didn't get vaccinated when there was a mandate in New York City to get vaccinated. I get it. You said you wanted to be a voice for the voiceless. You didn't want to have that imposed on you. That's your right. But you also got to understand the position that that puts your employer in. Because, Carlin, when you're only available to play in road games and not the home games, the organization made the the stance initially that, hey, we don't want him with the team until he can be a full-time participant. Now, they backed off of that eventually. But, Carlin, 
they were in a situation where they had a player that wasn't doing everything that was possible in order to be available. And again, again this year, Carlin, he had the situation with what he did with his social media and propagating materials that were offensive to the Jewish community. And then the organization having to answer for that. Carlin, it's always something with Kyrie Irving from, oh, I don't like the coach. We're all going to be coaches. Hey, maybe we need to move on from Kenny Atkinson. Maybe we need to move on from Steve Nash. The organization has essentially done everything that they've asked them to do. And then when when Kyrie was told that he wasn't going to get a max contract extension, that's when he took offense to the Brooklyn Nets. I I don't understand how he can feel disrespected when the organization is coming to the realization that they can't trust him. He sat up there at the end of last year and said, yeah, KD, myself, Sean Marks, Joe Sy." We'll get you the roadmap for this organization. We'll put this all together. We'll work together to make... In other words, we're running the show. And and now you feel like you were, quote, tolerated and not celebrated like you should have been. Celebrate what? So the only thing that you should have been celebrating is payday every two weeks the last few years. Because you absolutely absolutely fleece the Nets for everything that you could, and now you're upset that you couldn't get more. God, that's get wild. out. That's wild. That's wild to me. It really that's is. Wild to me. And listen, I, I think it's a good risk for the Mavericks for the short term, meaning the rest of the year, but if you are somebody that is considering signing him in the offseason, and you sit there and you listen to that, like to me, I mean, that is just scratch him off the list. That's Carlin. it. Carlin, I got to tell you something, man. This 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 Kyrie thing is one of the things that'll get me crissed off. Kyrie has played, Carlin, since he became a Brooklyn Net. He's played in 143 games. 143. Now, that's out of, Carlin, 328. Jeez. Think Less about than that. Half. He's played in 143 games out of a possible 328. That that That's what he's played in. Now, do you want to get into the money? Because we can talk about that, too. Well, it gets a little tricky because we don't know how much they withheld when he wasn't showing up. Because No, the- but I'm just talking about just the salary, yeah. Carlin. Yeah. Just what he, what he was scheduled to make. What, what he signed up to make when yeah. he was a Brooklyn Net. Carlin, it was, you're talking about a four-year, $136 million deal. Think about that. that wow. That's what the Brooklyn Nets got for their investment. 143 regular season games and one playoff series win. Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. There's another aspect of this, though. Now that Kyrie's gone, what exactly should the Nets do, especially with KD still around? We'll get into that. And Aaron Rodgers is going on a darkness retreat. It got us to thinking. And when that happens, it gets dangerous. Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio. Real or crap? 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Now that Kyrie's gone, the Nets at this point should not be bothering to want to keep KD beyond the rest of this year. And I think they have to capitalize on a return for him. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, like, what's the point? He's, I, I don't see anything that they are going to do in the next 24 hours that will convince Kevin Durant that Brooklyn is the place for him to be the next few years. Because no matter how you slice it, you're not going to be cha- – uh, you're not going to be competing for a championship. Ben Simmons appears dead as a player right now. There's nothing going on there. Yeah. What's the point? You know he's going to want out at the end of the year. I think you need to start to focus your attention toward that. Yeah, I think you have to look toward what you want to do uh, in terms of trying to reshape your franchise. And KD is the most valuable trade chip that you have in order to accomplish that. Right, Carlin? Because I don't think there's a move out there that you can make that puts you on par with the Philadelphia 76ers, with the Milwaukee Bucks, or with the Boston Celtics. It just isn't. So if that's going to be the case, Carlin, then push the reset button on your franchise. You've missed your window for title contention. That was the four years that you got Katie and Kyrie to agree to when they signed up as free agents way back when. So I think this is a situation now where if you're Brooklyn – you try to make the best of a bad break, and that is shipping Kevin Durant to the highest bidder and getting a bevy of picks that you can use reshape what you got going on. Because right now, Kevin Durant is 34 years old, Carlin, and he's missed time in each of the last three seasons played. So I just don't see a world where his value is going to get higher than what it already is. Ship him off to a team that's a contender and get a ton of draft picks in return. Yeah, and, and and what's the point right now in saying right now we're not trading him right now? What What's the point in that? What good does that do anybody in any of this? It's desperation of trying to make this somehow work where there's just no money for it to work. You have to admit this has been an abject nightmare and go back and start at square one again. And the best way to do that is to get all the assets you can for a dynamic player. But, Carl, let me ask you this question. How much fault does Kevin Durant deserve for how this whole thing unfolded? A ton. He was the one calling the shots. A ton. I mean, he was the best gonna, player, right? He was never going to take it. He was the. Well, I'm just saying he was the best player, right? I mean, this, this Brooklyn Nets debacle with Kyrie – is viewed as an organizational failure because they could never wrangle him in. But my question to you is, a big reason why Kevin Durant is here is because of Kyrie Irving. So if you're the best player on the team and you've got the most swing, then why aren't you taking more of the blame for why this experiment didn't work out? 
The organization gave you guys carte blanche from the coaches you wanted to making the trade for James Harden. All of the things, Carlin, they gave those two guys everything that they wanted, and it didn't work out. And Kyrie was forced their hand in terms of trading. So, so at this point, like we have to look at the failure not only on the Brooklyn Nets, but also on Kevin Durant. Of course we do, but it's not going to happen. There's not going to be any accountability of that, just as – for what has happened in Los Angeles, LeBron is equally as uh, culpable for what's yeah, going on. Yeah, but the only LeBron difference is LeBron delivered a championship. The LeBron got him a championship. Like they got the, the the Brooklyn Nets didn't even sniff one. Yeah. They hadn't even sniffed. They won one playoff series, and they didn't even pinch the Boston Celtics last year in the first round. They got swept in embarrassing Chris, fashion. I All I'm saying is this: I know Kevin Durant is not going to accept any degree of accountability for it. But that's not going to stop us from pointing the finger of blame at KD as well as Kyrie and as well as Sean Marks. I think KD is more to blame than anyone for how everything has played out because of hitching his wagon to Kyrie, Mm -hmm. because of not stepping up and being an alpha when you purposely went somewhere else for your own legacy to try to win a championship and to build your own team after everybody criticized you for going to Golden State, which was a ready-made situation. Listen, you have to own that, but he's not going to because he doesn't believe he has to, and nobody around him is going to tell him he has to. Well, here's the other thing, Carlin, and why I think the Nets should move on. Kevin Durant has three and a half seasons left on his contract if you include the second half of this year. He's got three and a half years left. Yep. I, I mean, I, I mean, whoever's trading for him is going to have a lot of runway to ha- to make their team a contender. Go for it now. Like, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, how many first-round draft picks can you get from a team? How many players can you get from a team in a Kevin Durant trade? Think about that. You have yeah. to at least consider it. You want to hold on to him, I get it. But this guy demanded a trade last offseason. You didn't grant it for him. This offseason, not even this offseason, the next couple of days, I feel like the Brooklyn Nets mentality should be different. You already moved on from Kyrie. Just rip the Band-Aid off completely, Carlin. Move on from Kevin Durant and start over. You tried. You took a big swing. You missed. Now it's time to deal with the realities of that. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. You probably heard that Aaron Rodgers is going to go on a darkness retreat, which is Four days of sitting in the darkness as he works toward making up his mind for the future. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it got me to thinking, Canty, you know, we did Aaron Rodgers or the Dalai Lama a few weeks ago with statements, and we had you guess if they were made by Aaron Rodgers or the Dalai Lama. This got me thinking, you know what? If he's going to a wellness spa for a darkness retreat, I bet there are just as many equally ridiculous things that it would be hard to tell if it was real or if I made it up. We played a round of this earlier. <laughs> are you ready for round two? I'm ready, big fella. I did pretty good in round one. I, I got to follow did. it up with a strong round two. Okay, we have five, five, five possible experiences at a wellness spa. We're, tit- we're titling this game Is it real, or is it just crap I made up? Let's give it a shot. Canty, number one, an intention-burning ceremony 
It is a three-phase experience that invites you to release and invoke using sacred fire. Is it real or crap? I'm going to say that's Rogers real. That is real. What say the the judges? That is yeah, real. buddy. That yeah, is real. Buddy. That's what Rogers is going to do to illuminate himself after the darkness experience. Continue. Canty. Next, exploration of the brain cloud. Brain fog, such a prevalent problem in the wake of COVID. This hour-long exercise provides a roadmap to clarifying and focusing outside the mode of meditation. Real or crap? Uh, it's crap. It's not something that Aaron Rodgers would do. I think he likes things to be cloudy and ambiguous, and you can tell that from his sound bites. Correct. That is yeah, crap. Buddy. Brain cloud, brain cloud is just something from the movie Joe versus the volcano. All right, Canty. Up next, domesticated animal massage. Your pet should not be denied inner peace. Special oils are used in stimulating the skin, improving blood flow to the brain, creating a more open pathway to happiness. Is that real or crap? Wow. Um, I'm going to say real because it seems strange, and I don't know that you would make something like this up. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, but Oh, I hit wait the wrong me. button. <laughs> you, you made it up? You got to <sighs> Sorry, you were wrong. I got that one wrong. Okay. Fat-handed it again. That's pretty good by you. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I That's did make that up. One. Creating yeah. a more open pathway to happiness. That's not bad yeah. writing right there. The Peter, the Peter folks would be disappointed, though, because that's <laughs> something that should exist. All right, Canty, up next in Real or Crap, the Tibetan Moon Intimacy, a late evening quiet study of the effects of the moon's lumens and how our unconscious relationship with it affects our demeanor. Tibetan Moon Intimacy, Real or Crap. That's real. That's Roger's real. I'm, I'm uh, all in. No. Uh, Incorrect. Wow. That's crap. Well, the yeah, Tibetan he, moon intimacy a, is crap. No, when he's dating somebody that's called Blue Earth, and it feels like <laughs> they would be into the moon and the vibes that the moon gives off. Wow. That's a good one by you, Carlin. That's pretty pretty damn good. With the, That's pretty good. Last one, Canty. The continuum immersion. Silence and audible exhales in the way we explore in the continuum. Uh, continuum allow our inner music to move us from the inside out following our unique organism. Real or crap? I'm going to go Rogers real. Correct. Yes. All right. Yes. Three out of five right there. Three yeah. out of five. Not bad. No, those are tough, though. Those are hard. Those are really hard. You threw me off with the one with the pets for sure. Because <laughs> I, I thought for sure those animals were getting massages. I thought for damn sure they was getting massages. Can't show what we bro, like to do. little something. We like to make people money. Play of the day next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. How to get the update on the poll that you put out on the glasses. Uh, yeah, earlier today, for those who are unaware, I had to get another pair of glass. I had to get a pair of glasses for distance, and I got two pairs, and we put them up on my Twitter, at Chris Carlin, uh, also at Chris Canty 99 It was retweeted there as well, and we put out a poll. Which pair is it? Pair on the right? Pair on the left right now, Canty. Uh, 63% saying the pair on the right, which was the pair that you suggested. 63% leading in that poll well the people have spoken carlin so i mean there's only Still one time thing to go left vote to right do. now there's only one thing left to do which is take the other pair back to the store i mean all right I, don't you need a backup pair D- do you do you feel like you need a backup are you going to wear the glasses that often we have to back them up canty are you are you telling me there's not a chance that i would sit on a pair of glasses I Come see. On. I didn't say it. You did. I did. But I'm I, not I, taking it. I know is, who I am. Good? But here's my point, though. Are they that necessary? Where you have to have a backup? Because you're making it sound like, oh, I don't really need them except for distance. It's not like you're going to be wearing them every single day. You tried to downplay the significance of having to get glasses. Yeah. And if it's to the point where you feel like you need a backup, then I'm a little bit concerned about you. Pardon? I just, I just want to look good. That's it. That's well, all I mean, I mean, the glasses ain't going to help cover up the beard. I mean, you got to get that sorted out first. That was last. That was last week. That was last week's debacle. I'm sorry. Time to earn yeah, some cash. Play of the day. Taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Canty. Canty. Sixers Celtics Ooh. up at TD Bank Center. Ooh. Garden. Whatever it's called now. TD Garden? Uh, yeah, yeah TD Garden. Uh, Celtics three-point favorites over under 20, uh, 227 and a half tonight. 227. Now, now we have not half. discussed this yet, but I'm going over on this one. Okay. I like the over. Uh, would you like to know how many points uh, are on the board for Joel Embiid? Well, first of all, we haven't even discussed if you think the the Sixers will win or the Celtics will win. I, see, I have I, I can go either way on that one. I'm good with the over on that. I love the over. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go over. Points, Embiid 32 and a half. Tobias Harris 14 and a half. James Harden 19. James Harden 19 and a half. Kind of like that. I kind of like that too. Yeah. Put that that. on the over. There we go. Uh, Rebounds. Celtics. Tatum 9 and a half. Jalen Brown 6 and a half. Derek White 4 and a half. Derek Uh, White's been good to us, man. He has Derek, been. Derek White's been good to us. Bingo. Derek White, four and a half rebounds. Don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. All right. Three leg. Same game parlay. Total over 227 and a half. James Harden. Total points over 19 and a half. Derek White over four and a half rebounds plus 530. Ooh. I'm sorry. That's got plus, some juice. Plus 580. 
That's Spot got some eight. juice. I oh, like it. You like the juice? It. We I got like the juice. juice. Yeah, oh yeah. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Got to make these quick, Canty. Brandon Ayuk says he'd bet everything he had on the Kansas City Chiefs. What are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, this is sour graves. Brandon Ayuk needs to chill out and enjoy the rest of his offseason. Stop tripping. You guys lost in the conference championship game. The Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl. You got boat raced. Relax. Patrick Mahomes said to Cooper Manning, if we win the Super Bowl, I will chug beer out of your boot. Canty, have you ever drank out of a shoe before? No, I haven't, and I got to imagine that Mahomes probably wasn't very sober when he made that comment. Yeah, there's not any world in which that is a comment that you would make sober, so I, I don't understand it either. And again, honestly, who drinks out of a shoe? Nobody. Nobody does. No. You know what, uh, Canty? Uh, the Eagles' diversity and inclusion aspect of this Super Bowl, pretty awesome. Yeah, Nicole Lynn, Jalen Hurts' agent, is the first black female agent to represent a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. And the Eagles sports performance coach, Autumn Lockwood, is the first black female assistant coach in the Super Bowl. Shout out to her for being able to pull off that accomplishment. The Eagles prioritizing diversity. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.